Hey everyone, I'm Becky Rogers, and this is Not Quite Super Moms. I'm so glad you're listening today. We have a special guest coming to our podcast today over the phone, and her name is Jessica, and she's a really great friend of mine. I've known her for about 14 years. Her husband and mine grew up as best friends in Delaware, and uh, so there's a lot of history there, but Jessica has a really awesome story, and a few years ago, she started practicing um, the idea of minimalism, and so I'm going to get her on the phone here and let her tell her story of basically where she started and what it has meant to her family. Okay, so we're back, and I have Jessica on the phone, and she um, is actually a mom of two kids that are similar ages to mine. I know in a past episode, I introduced my kids, Asher and Riley, and um, Jessica actually has a son whose name is Hunter and a daughter, Kira, and um, we had Kira come to our house a few, I guess like over a little over a year ago now. And she and my daughter Riley are like best friends that have only met once. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But um, Jessica has been, um, I don't know, like what do you call it? Practicing? Practicing minimalism? It sounds like a religion. Yeah. It is not though. But it is. It's definitely a lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle yeah. Story. Like yes. the, the lifestyle of uh, minimalism for a while. How, like, when did you kind of start this thinking this way? Well, we, we had moved from Delaware to Arizona and had to get rid of a lot of things in our move. And once we moved to Arizona, we were staying with my parents temporarily, and we had a shed of all of our things. And every season, my husband and I would go through the shed and just get rid of anything that served no purpose. And um, especially with, like, uh, uh, mementos and things that have sentimental value, yeah. we started... Uh, we started removing them. Well, the trick was we took pictures. I heard take pictures of things and remove them. And so we started doing that because that was a lot of things that we kept was a lot of things that had fundamental value, but really had no purpose in our, our life. So um, that was one of the biggest things that we got rid of. And also we started getting rid of like duplicates of things. Like we had two blenders, we had two um, toasters. I mean, Little things bit by bit that we, you know, weren't really using. Okay, so you were throwing things away, things that were yes. duplicates or whatever. And and where did it go from there? Um, as we started getting rid of things that we no longer needed, it felt we felt a lot better. Um, just the clarity of like holding on to things that we no longer needed. It was. Every time we dropped things off at Goodwill yeah. or donated items, it felt really good. And so we just continued to get rid of more and more things until when we got to the point where we had to move to where we live now, um, it made our move much clearer, and we also felt no desire to replace those things. Yeah. So it just it made it a lot just like our focus was more yeah. in tune of what really mattered. It seems peaceful. It seems peaceful to me to imagine not having extra junk basically yes 
Yes, and what what also interests me too, after we start doing it, I did start reading a couple books um, about minimalism, and um, I started getting some tips, especially with like the taking pictures of things that are sentimental to you, but you no longer use in your right. daily life, and um, I started taking little tips like that, and just how to organize the things that we do use. Right, so organization is really the key, and I, you know, I was thinking, um, it's been like, I don't know, 11 years? Is that right? Like 2006 yeah. since, since the last time I was in yeah. your kitchen? That's <laughs> so crazy. It's been so long. But um, so compared to, you know, then that I can kind of picture in my mind's eye, like in practical terms, what does your kitchen look like now, you know, that you're practicing this new lifestyle basically of like not having the extra things that you don't actually use? Well, basically, I don't have any trouble searching for things anymore. Everything has its, has its exact spot. Right. And um, I'm not constantly, like, rummaging trying to find something. It's it's like I know where everything is at in my kitchen. And not, and it doesn't, like, I open I open a cabinet and I'm not frustrated anymore. I'm looking yes. through a drawer and I'm not frustrated anymore. And when you're cooking daily, it that helps. Right. It definitely helps. So right. Just, you know, there's just a spot for everything, but not in like a uh, extreme form. It's just you know where everything's at, you know what you have, and you don't need more. You know, it's just yeah, you're you're completely okay with everything that's in your kitchen. It's not like oh, I need this new gadget, I need this new gadget. Um, you know, before I had, I used to have like two quesadilla makers that we rarely make quesadillas, <laughs> so I got rid of them. You know, and now I just cook them on the stove. You know, right. there's all those little you know, choppers and things that you use maybe once a year. Right. Just, uh, I, I got rid of it. It's like anything that I don't use within like a month, I get rid of. Yeah. that's When it comes to utensils. That's really good. I know for me, the one of the biggest sources of frustration in my kitchen was the, you know, plastic container drawer. And I would get so frustrated trying to make all of it fit. And the there was never the correct cover with the correct bottom I mean I don't know there has to be a mom out there that feels the same way so when (laughs) when I when I started this kind of a little bit this summer I have been trying to minimize um you know our stuff our junk basically and one of the first things I did was I took a bag and I attacked that drawer and I took out everything that I had multiples of um and I yeah. only left enough to fit in that drawer comfortably with no extras falling out and only kept the things in that drawer that had a cover that matched. <laughs> and that was a huge yes. ordeal. And everything extra, I actually put in a bag in the back of my pantry. So I knew it was there if I needed it. And I mm-hmm. actually have been meaning to get rid of it. And I've never touched it since then. I have never touched yeah. that bag of extras the entire summer. So I know I don't actually need it. But that's like an example of my entire house. You know, it's just one example yeah. of, of grabbing a bag of and stuff and throwing it in the back of a closet and saying, if I don't touch it, I don't actually need it. And yeah. um, and that's kind of been, you know, I so yeah. Um, so have there been any you know, added, we talked about like the peace factor and how, you know, you just didn't really, you found that there were so many things you didn't need, but what about, 
have there been any other additional benefits that you kind of didn't expect as you've gone? Because now it's been a few years. So, uh-huh. you know, what have you found to be added benefits? Uh, well, um, my husband and I, we just, we've become more frugal, really, with our money. And yeah. um, we started seeing that we wanted to spend our money elsewhere, like in experiences rather than things. Mm-hmm. So by having the freedom of not being um, inclined to go and shop all the time, we use we use that that money towards trips or um, to go camping and things that matter to us more than right. uh, tangible items. So um, it's it's kind of there's been a lot of benefits to that just because it's I think the most surprising is just the desire not to buy things anymore it's like I'm not even I, I don't even I'm not tempted at all anymore which I used to be very tempted to <laughs> buy whatever was on trend or whatever was look good in my house and now it's like the less stuff I have the less I have to clean right um, the more money I have and it's just it's just a better clarity on what really matters because I, I really think that if you if you start like using experiences instead of things as something to go after you it makes for a fuller life your yeah. life feels a lot more content like you know and full so. yeah definitely <laughs> i i love y'all are not you don't have the added benefit of seeing the pictures that jessica sends me but the pictures i can just tell you and maybe i'll be able to post um one or two on the blog or whatever but um, her pictures are amazing. They are always taking weekend trips or camping trips or whatever to these amazing places. And um, and my husband and I are just kind of like, man, we have got to get out there and see them because it is so pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. So maybe that'll be uh, one of our our experiences that we'll save up for is to head out there. We've, we've talked about it so many times and it just never seems to work out, but... Definitely, the experience factor sounds like it's a huge benefit because, um, yeah, and and even with Asher's birthday, my son just turned nine, and um, Mm -hmm. one of the things we decided to do for him for his birthday, instead of buying him, uh, you know, something, we actually are taking him, well, both of them, on a trip um, to St. Louis, and uh, again, that's like a thing, you know, with the experiences, instead of giving him more toys to clutter up his room or whatever. Yeah. We feel like he's going to remember that. Yeah. He'll and he'll that. appreciate it he's more. He's not going to remember all the toys. Exactly. Kids he, don't remember toys. They In just the don't. Run, they will not remember what you buy them. They'll remember the time that you spent with them. Exactly. They will not remember what you buy them. Yeah. It's so true. So. It's so true. So, um, we've kind of laughed about this word. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce it, but <laughs> It goes along whenever you kind of um, Google or look up minimalism. One of the words that kind of sticks out is is this term "huga." I guess is how we figured out how to pronounce it. We actually looked it up to be sure we were getting it right, but it's it's spelled H Y G G E, and. Um, I remember the day that Jessica sent me a picture of her huga room, and it <laughs> it really inspired me. Um, so tell us what what that means to you. I think it just means like simplicity in its finest. Like it's it's just enjoying the little things in life. And, right. Um, my example, like I, uh, it just 
things that really bring you joy. And I have like a little routine I do in the morning where I, not every single morning, um, but a morning like, kind of like me time where I'll go up into my loft, I'll pick out a, re- a record, I'll clean it. <laughs> yeah. Like, down to an art form here. And then I'll listen to it while I'll look out the window and drink my coffee. It's like a little thing that just, it, it just peace. It's very simple, but I love it. And I also like uh, what they mentioned about huga is like um, entertaining your friends and family when they come over and just uh, having like good conversations. And um, I really like having coffee dates with some of my friends in town. Right. Like they'll, um, I have a friend that comes over and we'll like we'll make coffee and we'll sit on the couch and we'll just talk and there's no distractions. I mean. Here, obviously, like, the kids will come in and out and everything, but, like, just that simple art of just having conversation with somebody without, like, their phone in their hand or yes. other, like, the TV on. It's just the art of talking to somebody. So, yeah. that's my definition of it. It's that's, just the simple, simple, tiny pleasures, you That's know? awesome. That's awesome. She has a room. It has, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it has no TV, right? It has no TV yes. in it. Yes. And um, it's just, like you look at the room and you automatically feel peaceful just looking at it. And I was like, you know, I want that in my house. I want that entire, I want my entire house to feel that way. And, um, so anyway, it's a, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to aspire to. And I think too, like just having less and teaching our kids to be content with what they already have and not, not wanting more and she and I have had conversations about that just kids are exposed to so much commercialism these days and and that's like almost a whole other podcast episode but um (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but still like getting them outside getting them to enjoy um you know what they already have and develop their imaginations and use the things that they've already you know have in their rooms and and um just just to kind of encourage the contentment factor is huge. And I know um, some kids are kind of just naturally that way, but mine aren't. They, they any chance that, you know, there's something else, they're always like looking for the newest thing or whatever. And, and I know, mm-hmm. you know, it really starts with us. It kind of just starts with us demonstrating being content and, and not always looking for the newest things or whatever. And that um, that really does model that behavior for them, you know. So, um, okay. So, I know for you, it helped you to kind of go through storage. That was really one of the first steps for you. But, yeah. you know, you're a mom. It's hard for moms to get rid of stuff because I think we've talked about this before, too. Like, we literally have to sneak toys out to the garbage or over to Goodwill like you know Mexican drug cartel because oh yeah <laughs> because so the kids do not want to get rid of anything and even if it's something they haven't seen in two years because it was buried under their bed they're like finally yes. you found that for me <laughs> and so yeah um so where does a mom start especially when the kids are involved like where where do you start I try to I think i I try to use, like, start with the room that you use the most, you know, and I wouldn't use, I wouldn't wait till, like, you cleaning out, like, the den or anything like that. Start with the room that you use the most, like a living room. 
Yeah. And usually kids do have toys that they play with on a daily basis in a living room, so that's probably not the best way to start with, like, the kids' toys, but um, just little things that you're, uh, that just, you're constantly cleaning up or you're constantly, that's kind of bothering you, that Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, why do I have this? And start from there, um, or there's different approaches. I mean, you can also start with your kids' room. Like, while they're sleeping, which sounds kind of weird, but, like, <laughs> little things like if they have little hidden crevices of things that they don't, you know. Um, right. And each kid is different because, see, there's some kids that are fine with getting rid of things, and then most kids, though, are, they have, like, attachments, even though they don't play with them. And I try to convince them. I'll be like, you know, there's kids out there that don't have toys. We're going to give it to a kid that's actually going to use this. You know? Right. And, um, and sometimes I might even say, you know, Especially before Christmas time, I'll say, you know, you're going to be getting some more toys in. So how about we start removing ones that you no longer play with? Right. Same thing with birthdays. Like, start, you know, let them, kind of let them, not, don't guilt them into it, but just let them know that, you know, you have not played with this for a year. Like. Right. It's, you know, and for more toys to come in, they have to come out. Like, yes. Like, common. And that's just really with the kids' toys. Now, uh, with, with us, I try to, with like the closet, um. My husband likes to keep his shirts, so... Yes, uh, my husband does, He's too. a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> he's a work in progress, but with me, it's... Um, I mean, many magazines and books will say, if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. Like, especially, like, uh, jeans. I'm like, oh, one day I might sit back into these jeans. It's just, like... It's, it's just taking up space, you know? It's just, right. And also, and it, and now I know it sounds kind of backwards, but, like, like if you're waiting till you're a certain weight to like change into or to find these jeans that are impossible to fit into now you can reward yourself when you do lose the weight and go buy the pair when right. it actually happens instead of saving for a certain occasion that's probably not gonna you know what i mean yeah i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> no i get it uh, we started with the closet yeah <laughs> and the- also with our um and also condensing things um uh i've we used to have a bunch of dvds in their, their original cases. Yes. And I used to have them um, displayed on a shelf when um, a couple years ago, like, I was so proud. And I have, like, 300-plus DVDs. So, <laughs> I remember. Um, I, I started, remember. When we, <laughs> when we moved, I ended up buying these cases from Walmart that hold 96 DVDs in one case. Wow. And um, I, I ended up uh, just getting rid of the jewel cases. I wrote down all the movies we had, and I have a list, so if... I ever forget or to know which one's which um they're all labeled and that condensed our space like big time like yeah at first we were kind of like oh well what if we're trying to search for something now we can just look at a list and we have like you know like six inches of shelf that's the dvds take up so yeah better than a whole bookcase of dvds so little things like that that we, we just kind of condensed and it just made it a lot easier and clutter took away the clutter and everything yeah so. yeah that's I know um, my brother and his wife have uh, an extensive DVD collection as well. And my brother actually um, put them on an online server called Plex. Now, I don't know anything about it or anything really beyond Mm -hmm. that. But I do know that it it made it so that they could put their DVD collection basically in storage, like you said, but still have Mm -hmm. access to it on their on their TV or computers at a moment's notice. So that has made a big difference too. So, yeah. um, and you hear, and, and you hear everybody like, you know, I don't, 
I don't know much about technology, but you hear a lot about, like, you know, the cloud and, like, you know, yeah. people actually screening or taking, um, like, scanning their old pictures and putting them in the cloud so they can get rid of their picture albums and stuff. I've never, I've never done that yet, but um, I, I understand the concept, though, like, you know, kind of like right. paperless, you know, less yeah. stuff to hold on to. And hopefully, if, like, I don't. Hopefully, like, in the long run, it preserves it over time to where they will never be lost, like, as some people who lose their things in fires or floods or things just simply go missing. They have, like, a certain spot that they can bring it to, so I think it's it's pretty neat. It is. It is. Well, um, it's been really, really inspiring. I know I, I, Jessica and I have talked quite a bit about this topic, and I thought, you know, this would be awesome to get the moms... Um, to be able to hear just kind of a different perspective. It's, it is hard. It's probably way easier for moms whose kids are, you know, older or out of the house or whatever to do this, but it's not impossible for moms of young kids. And it may not even be something that every mom, you know, wants to do uh-huh. or whatever, but it just, I felt like having a conversation about this at least starts a discussion. And even if it's only something you do on on a small scale, it does bring peace. I can personally attest to the fact that I no longer kick the Tupperware drawer in my kitchen. And I uh-huh. had spent many times kicking that drawer. So, I mean, even if it's uh-huh. just the little things of bringing a little more peace and clarity to your life and focus... Um, it helps and it makes it makes us better moms in the long run, I think, too, because we're not as frustrated and we're not, um, you know, constantly having to deal with clutter and other things. And it just it just mm-hmm. helps. So there were some books that you were telling me about that have helped you. What what were yes. those books? Um, the one is called The Joy of Less. And um, she the author does a really good. Uh, she has really practical tips on how to organize and discard right. um, things that have no purpose in your house. And um, I think that's probably the most practical book I've read. But the And then the other one was the Marie Kondo uh, method, which is the... Uh, tidying up. Um, yeah. Yeah, the tidying up. Yes. Uh, the life-changing way of t- tidying up. And um, she's she has a really good... Uh, overall point about um, holding an item in your hand and seeing if it sparks joy and if it doesn't remove it and uh, it's amazing how many things that you know you keep around that don't really spark joy and it's not it doesn't take science or anything to figure this out it's just you know like why do I hold on to certain things for nostalgic reasons when I have no use for it and sometimes it makes me sad you know, or angry, or, you know, it's just, and, and just by removing it, there's just a, a therapeutic right. feeling, you know, when you get rid of things like that, and then you, and then you look around your house, and you're just so, like, content, like, you're just, I have everything in my house that I love, like, there's not one thing, I'm right. like, oh, I need to get rid of that, or I need to, oh, why do I keep this, you know, it's just, right. just get rid of it. Right, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, um, yes. it has been amazing to hear just kind of like your experience on this and um I so appreciate you being on today and just taking the time I know you're a busy mom too and like just so much going on but I really appreciate your um just 
taking the time to explain to the moms like this concept and this idea. And um, I hope that we can have you back maybe on the podcast for oh, another another yeah. um, episode and maybe about homeschooling, but we won't go there yet, just oh, yeah. in case, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, well, I appreciate it, Jessica. And um, so it was awesome to have Jessica on the podcast today. I hope um, her story gave you a new perspective on just stuff um, and, and what it really takes to be content. If you haven't already um, been listening to the podcast, you can catch up on past episodes by going to YouTube or SoundCloud or iTunes. And uh, we have several episodes from season one and then um, our episode from season two that came out at the beginning of July. You can catch up and let us know what you think. Um, Follow on the blog at notquitesupermoms.com. We're also on social media at Facebook and Instagram notquitesupermoms.com. I am so looking forward to the next episode. Erin from The Humbled Homemaker is going to be on the podcast telling us all about her new book that's coming out in September. And that episode will release the first week of August. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to be interviewing her. Uh, Follow on social media to be notified. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I'm praying for you, and don't forget, you might not be a super mom, but you have a super God.